Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 36 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens, and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States and how each of us can help our neighbors break the cycle of poverty. Today's episode focuses on the sharp increase in housing costs that we've seen recently in Indianapolis and across the nation. In 2021, housing prices increased more than 17%, and Fannie Mae analysts expect home prices to increase another 7% this year. Rental prices also are rising rapidly for both apartments and houses as the supply of homes lags demand and inflation drives up costs for landlords. Jay, how is the rapid rise in housing prices affecting neighbors on the east side of Indianapolis? Well, I think this is probably one of the biggest issues that we hear from our neighbors where they are concerned they don't they can't find another option. Uh, the place they're at has been sold. That, uh, that's happening quite a bit. When a home comes available, we had one that was just a half a block away. Uh, the realtor uh, friend called. He said, hey, they've just listed this for 70000 And I said, is that a good deal? And he said, yeah. He said it's going to need about $60,000. Uh, the home's in pretty rough shape. It sold for one hundred and forty. And so someone sight unseen paid almost double what it had listed at and to know then there's no way they can make money fixing it up and and so what you end up having is they'll take and it'll become another substandard house in the neighborhood and folks will have to overpay Uh, and so it is continually a challenge for us to help our families find a place. And, and it's not like they can go somewhere else because it's an issue everywhere. Are, are neighbors having to make hard choices about what they can afford when it comes to paying the mortgage or rent versus health, education, child care, nutritional needs? Yes, what they say, the, the pro, it should be 30% of your income is spent on housing. It is very common for our neighbors to be twice that. It's 60 to 65% of their income is going to pay for housing. Just do the math. The minute you double the cost of, of, of your housing cost into your income, that means something has to be cut. And so then we see challenges of how do they pay for transportation? How do they pay for uh, food? And, and, and then you couple this with inflation where we see food prices anywhere from 7 to 12% increase from last year. We see laundry detergents going up, and all of these types of things continue to take an income that if they had any kind of wage increase, it has been eaten up by inflation and with the housing cost. We've seen quite a bit of gentrification in the city in recent years. How is that trend affecting the cost and availability of housing? You know, gentrification in and of itself isn't bad. It brings an income Uh, diversity that helps us be able to support businesses. When it causes displacement, though, and that's what we're seeing, then it becomes a real crisis. And our families don't have other places to go. We're seeing more and more of folks doubling up, uh, families living together because they can't find another option. Uh, We've had people who are working with us. And if you have children, it's even more difficult because you're required to have so many uh, bedrooms and those types of things. 
and and the cost is just astounding. It is not unheard of for someone to pay $1,200 for a three-bedroom apartment, and their income doesn't support it. How is Shepherd helping neighbors meet their need for affordable housing? Well, we're, we're trying to, one, help people stay where they're at, be able to make sure if, if they're behind, we help them catch up. Uh, we tell folks, don't, don't leave. But a, another issue that we're seeing is someone who may own their home, someone comes in and offers them a cash payment that they think is amazing. What they don't understand is that money won't buy them anything else. And uh, we just had two families, uh, they were doubled up, and somebody offered uh, what he thought was an amazing amount of money for this little house, and now they're both stuck. He has cash, but he's going to burn through that very quickly. And uh, the other family is is had to find an apartment that was roach-infested. It was nasty, but it's all that they can afford and what they can find. And so we're trying to help navigate. We're trying to work with landlords. And we're also looking both at a short-term needs, trying to continue the uh, create a, a, a scan of what's available and, and trying to help our families navigate through that, but also looking long-term of what we can build and find empty lots, build. We're, we're working with a partner, uh, Volumod, to help build prefabbed homes that we could eventually come and place in these empty lots. And then we're looking at long-term, trying to figure out how we can build more apartments in the neighborhood. How can the government and private sectors help, and what needs to happen to create more more affordable housing options in the city? It's a good question. Um, I think many times government has good intentions, but then some bad unintended consequences. And some of the programs are just so difficult to traverse through. At the end of the day, what has made America great and what will help us in this is where individuals step up and say, I'm going to help one family. We're not going to solve this in huge numbers anytime soon. Um, but I think incentivizing folks to uh, be able to um, invest in homes. Uh, you know, if somebody says, I have some cash, buy a home and then work with Shepherd to help us get a family into that home and let them over time be able to buy it. Uh, we have the relationships with the families. Uh, it would be great to have folks who say, you know what, I could step in and, and I'll invest in a home and, and we can work with the family. That's what we're good at. Um, we are working with other partners who are doing good things. Englewood Community Development Corporation is still a model for this city and, and they do a great job. Uh, Near, uh, under leadership John Hayes, doing a great job. Um, it's going to take everyone doing what they can. I think those who want to prey on our neighborhood and are looking for a fast buck, that's where we need government to try and help. Those bad actors who take advantage and, and mis- uh, abuse our neighbors by putting them in homes that are not fit to live. And I've been in those homes. And um, they they play all the games and they create LLCs and they have you know email addresses and and. PO boxes so you can never track them down and the city tries to enforce it and then ends up the family ends up having to leave and they've lost whatever money they put into it so we we want to go after the bad actors and encourage and continue to support those landlords and there's so many of them who are really trying to help our neighbors how can those listening to this podcast help uh, neighbors find affordable housing 
I think, work with us and say, you know, maybe they want to invest some money into a fund that can bring some small return but help us get a family in. We want to create a housing trust fund where folks can put money in. We can buy a house. We work with the family. We've got a great team that can do that uh, and, and help them succeed and over time be able to buy that home. Home ownership for the right family is perfect. It's not for everyone. And so then helping us invest in apartments where families can go and live. There's research out of the Ohio State University that says if someone owns a home but can't take care of it, the kids will do worse than if they were in a rental. And so we don't want to hurt them by having everyone own. So it's a both end. We've got to do both strategies. But folks can invest in maybe some passive dollars that they have that's not bringing it much in could be a way to invest in someone in some family's life. Jay, Jay, thank you. Uh, housing, of course, is one of those basic necessities of life, and, and we're living in this really complicated time when it comes to people staying in their homes and having affordable housing, and appreciate the work that you and the team are doing. Thanks to all of you who are listening today. The Shepherd Team works hard each day to meet neighbors' physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health needs, and they couldn't begin to do it without your support. To learn more about how you can assist those efforts, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you again for listening.